Hello everyone, welcome to episode 62 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Hello everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, when I listen back to these, your voice is so much more quiet than mine, which is why I stay back here. And you're like, come up here. Come here. I'm come like, here. <laughs> no, listen back and you'll hear very loud Allison and very quiet Tess. Um, but we have different tones yeah. and different volumes. Mm-hmm. Today, different raspiness. At a, today at a recruitment <laughs> event, um, it was actually the company um, spokesperson. She got up and she said, um, you don't need my, you don't need a microphone for me. And she had one of the most solid acoustically sound voices I think I've ever heard. Hmm. How she, so? Like, how would you describe it? Like everyone else sounded with a microphone. Oh. Projection. Huh. Um, maybe a former cheerleader like me. Hmm. We learn how to project. I was uh, chatting about cheerleaders the other day during a mentor is, mentor is not um, session. What community was I in? I can never remember because it may have been Wyoming, Sioux Falls possibly, or the renewal. Um, anyway, <laughs> I talked about the difference between a cheerleader and a fan. Hmm. And this is a metaphor that has been used quite a few times um, around here. Um, my, our former program director, Des Moines, used to talk about it a lot. What's the difference between a cheerleader and a fan? Mm-hmm. And I think because I was never the athlete being cheered on, but the cheerleader cheering for the athletes, that I didn't recognize how much that meant to the athlete to be encouraged that way. So I recognize that my job as a cheerleader, even if it was, you know, a team that was way behind, you still have to be on and cheering for the team. And you are unconditional with the team. You are cheering for them if they made a horrible mistake, if they Mm -hmm. have a losing season, um, if they're not winning. You're still cheerleading for them. And... There is a big difference between a cheerleader and a fan because sometimes yeah. fans can be fickle, but you've never heard anyone mm-hmm. describe a cheerleader being fickle. Yeah. They're consistent mm-hmm. encouragers. And I don't know that I recognized how much being a cheerleader in my early years would teach me about yeah. encouragement. Sometimes when your cheerle- your own cheerleader bucket is low... Yeah. And you maybe are needing encouragement. It's hard to give encouragement to mm-hmm. others. But I also think that by nature, it's just something that I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm starting to own it more than I probably ever have. That's good. So 45-year-old me, if I did a cartwheel, I would be sore <laughs> for a month. But... um I think 45-year-old me is much more aware of the encouragement versus a fan. Yeah. I also good. think that fans are sometimes um, not just fickle, but they'll move on to another team. Absolutely. And mm. um, I'm kind of a long-term yeah. cheerleader. Um, I had a friend in town this week. Um, her daughter is in Hawaii, just left for Hawaii with her golf team. And they were playing a game or something at work and a phrase came up and you're supposed to give an example of a person or a word that described um, 
this phrase, and the phrase was restoring faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. And Sherry said, so I, I thought of you, and I shared about you, and I said, me? I mean, I turn around and I look. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? Right. We're at um, a pizza place with our two girls, and I kind of looked around like, you talked about who? And she said, no, you. She said, you forgive. Mm-hmm. She said, you forgive so easily. And she said, and I realized that if you have the capacity to forgive someone who's hurt you, I don't even, she said, I don't even know if I can forgive the person who hurt you, hurt you. Yeah. but you can. And I know we've talked about this before, um, here on the podcast about forgiveness, but I also think that I just cannot not encourage. Yeah. Um, I really believe in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. I wrote I wrote a message about Mike's strengths to him uh, right before we got divorced. And yesterday was his birthday, and I sent it mm-hmm. to him again. And it was about the ways that I see his his strengths. And I didn't have to do that. There would probably be mm-hmm. some people who would think that that is weak of me, but I think it's strong of me to be able to see the good in people. Yep. And I think that it is my superpower and it is my natural self to see the good in people. Even if it's not the rosiest of situations. Mm -hmm. And I knew that he needed the encouragement because he was, um, He's in a place where he needed some encouragement. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people reached out to him for his birthday, but I felt like that was the right time to do that. Yeah. So um, it was, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's probably some of my best writing ever. And I was thinking this morning when I was running, I wonder if I will put that on on the blog, um, my personal blog, just because when I lift people up, I want everybody to hear it. Yeah. I want to, I want to lift people up in a really, big way and birthdays are a big deal Mm -hmm. um but I also think that there is power in looking for the good yeah even when it's tough Mm -hmm. um I mean it's basically what Don Clifton's work was all about Mm -hmm. if you looked at the article I sent you about Mm -hmm. the difference between the Enneagram and and strengths Mm -hmm. the true nature of strengths is about focusing on the good yeah and other instruments sometimes mm-hmm. they may focus on the good to a certain degree but they'll still give you a little bit of this is what you need to work on yep right yep and i think mm-hmm. especially right now we all could use some light yeah so mm-hmm. i also want to recognize that in every training that i do around strengths especially when you're not there I talk about when I see your vehicle in the parking lot, which do you want to know how long it took me to figure out that you got a different vehicle? I got a different vehicle. Because <laughs> you were really under the radar about it. And then I, so the first time I noticed, I pulled up and I had this feeling, like, oh, it's not here. And then I was here. And then I went, oh! <laughs> Surprise! And which is double, double yeah. awesome um, when you talk about mm-hmm. engagement. When you know that someone is going to see what is right about you. Mm-hmm. And you're walking into that zone of knowing there's at least one person who's yeah. going to lift their head and see me and see seem excited to see me, <laughs> glad to see me, yeah. um, glad that I'm here. 
But I talk about that in trainings when you're not present, yeah. how strengths, engagement, hope, well-being, and overall success, how yeah. that really can be affected by someone seeing what is right about you. So I will say, I hope you all have someone like Tess that you work with. Mm-hmm. Or I'll give the example, or sometimes both, of Mrs. Weber. Yeah. And I'll say, I hope you all had a Mrs. Weber. Mm-hmm. But also, why don't we think about how we can be a test yeah. or be a Mrs. Weber? Okay, and we, I, I think you already mentioned that you naturally are because I do that. I stole that example and adapted it to you. So I say that all the time because the same, we have reciprocity in that, that yes. when I see your car in the parking lot, I get excited. And, and I share about that in a very first person way, which is not my natural teaching style, as you know. Um, but <laughs> so I give the stats behind this slide and then, and then I say, I am a more successful researcher because of someone like Allie in my life that spots my strengths. I am a more engaged coworker because of someone like Allie, because of Allie in my life who spots that. And I think, um, I think we do it in, and, and I just love that you, your example of wanting like the whole world, wanting people lifted up in front of the whole world. Because I think that's an interesting thing when I said, how about we talk about ways to encourage others? And um, I just got done with um, lunch with Annette Woodhead, our Southern Regional Coordinator, and just an incredible human being. And she said, I'd love for you guys just to talk about ways that you can encourage other people. And She's so good at it. She's so good at it. But I think that everyone does it a little bit differently along the lines of their strengths. Yes. And so, and everyone likes to be encouraged differently. We've talked a lot about the fusion of strengths and love languages. Um, and I think that's a little bit into that, but I think that your tendency to say, when I encourage people, when I want to lift them up, I want to lift them up in front of the whole world. Right. Um, which is so your woo coming out. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I think to, for me, based on my strengths, no surprise to you, my favorite way to encourage people is one-on-one, very personally. Yes. Um, and so I, I mean, it choked up. I have the best friends in the whole world. You I do. Have, I have two um, very close friends, and they're just my favorite people. And I was just been going through, like, some normal life stuff, hard stuff, and, um, and they've been really, really encouraging, just felt overwhelmed by a lot of things lately, and they've just been my rock through it all. And so I just, like, sent them a message this weekend, um, and I actually sent it into, like, our group text, which normally I would individually send things, um, but I felt courageous, and I sent it. <laughs> um, I sent it in our group text and was like, gosh, I'm just so grateful for who you are for the fact that, you know, God put you in my life for such a time as this and all of these things. And it was just so like, I just love that one-on-one, like mm-hmm. a very personal which is your connection individualization, with individualization, high relator, yes. um, high empathy, which I never claim in myself, but you know, you sort some of these things, um, that, that make me want or that drive a personal sense of encouragement. And I think my strategic thinking themes also need the time and the space to really think through my words when it comes to encouragement. That I won't just like throw a text together or a post together or, you know, even last week getting to celebrate you and all your time at teammates, like your work anniversary. I'd been thinking about what words to use all week and ways to encourage you all week and finally it was like Friday afternoon it was like okay I just need to do it because it's been in my head and I've been thinking about it and um and so I just need to get it out because in the end I will fuss over words for 
ever if I need to, because to me, encouragement is personal. It is. Um, it's the most personal thing you can do is to lift somebody up. But then there's also, I don't know. So I don't know, right? Like, so for me, it, it makes sense that it would, that I would value it most in a one-on-one context. Um, but then there's so much beauty in a corporate context too, or like a, a large scale context of community um, of people who know you, um, people who love you. Like I think but I was beautiful. When I was thinking about posting that to the blog, Mike yeah. has relator in his top five, and yeah. it probably would not be something he would love. So when you said that, I know I could tell. I know I'm like I know Tess. I know. But I was thinking um, he is less likely to also say, "Hey, this is me." He's yeah. you know in a reflection yeah. state of mistakes, and yeah. um, and I, I I do have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for that. But the thing I was thinking about. We all have the opportunity to lift people up every day. And when Mm -hmm. I train and we talk about the impact of teammates, when we train and talk about strengths, Mm -hmm. when we talk about your data matters, which, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it is a fantastic match support um, academy. Mm -hmm. We train people to do it every day. We are not just training them to do it for their mentee. We are training Mm -hmm. them to do it all the time. So when I am checking out at the grocery store and I see those kinds of interactions happening, Mm -hmm. and I have a window to positively lift someone, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm thinking about Beth, who um, we're coming back from Wyoming. She lost her grandma, and Mm. was asked if she would um, give the eulogy. And I said, Beth, that is the ultimate honor. Mm -hmm. That is the ultimate honor when you are asked to recognize some celebrate someone's life i mean that is essentially your moment to be able to lift someone up as to this is what they brought to the world Mm -hmm. but i i think about why do we wait why do we wait to do that Mm -hmm. also i've been thinking a lot about especially in this season if there's something that i wish was happening for me i'm just gonna do it for myself Mm -hmm. so i celebrated 15 years by wearing a dress every day <laughs> by the way you were the only person who noticed until i said something to people i was just gonna say and you also kind right. of let me know that you were gonna do right. it so, so <laughs> i don't know that i would have i wore a dress every day mm-hmm. i brought food in mm-hmm. um to celebrate on friday afternoon i brought mm-hmm. snacky food in um because i wanted to celebrate it yeah and i thought well am i going to sit around here waiting for someone to do it for me now the, also, that's super passive aggressive and doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Yeah. Because I need to decide if I want to celebrate something. Yeah. And so, as I was running today and thinking about, and part of the reason I want to post it, maybe I'll just take his name out. Hope no one listens to this. <laughs> part of the reason I want to post it is because I wrote it based around his top five, mm-hmm. and it is, it's, it's, it's accurate. Yeah. And. Given the language of strengths, you can lift people up. Yeah. You don't even have to be a gifted writer. And you don't even have to be good at seeing what's right with people. The language of strengths yeah. will help you to recognize mm-hmm. that this is the good in this other person. Yeah, and I love it because when 
you know, we talk even as we introduce each episode about how this is the strength-based perspective through which we view the world. And so you don't need to be a gifted strength spotter. You don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, be a gifted writer um, or a gifted orator. Like, I mean, like, I don't have eye communication, so sometimes my words don't make sense when they come out. Um, and you don't even need to know someone's top five to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it is because when, you know, you have a framework of recognizing what is good and right in people, it just makes you more attuned to the beauty of, of people around you and the right. world around you. And, and I think you're right. As much as we can encourage that, it might seem, you know, to, to pull on, I, you know, as someone with high relator, it sometimes feels vulnerable even to like compliment someone. Right. Which is, which is insane. I know you're like rolling your eyes at me, but no, like, no, I'm like trying that. to imagine that. Yeah, I know. Cause it's my favorite thing. It's your favorite thing. So it seems risky um (laughs) interesting based on our last episode for me um sometimes and in some contexts not all the time right but but in the end the reward is so much greater than the risk of stepping out and and naming what's good and right in people Mm -hmm. um calling out dreams and potential and purpose and value in people's lives and yeah i think we need to do more of it and and i think going back to to your kind of your example of how you like to encourage versus how I might encourage and affirm, I think that that's why we need great complementary partners in our lives. Yes. Because I most naturally am going to encourage individually or in small group contexts. But, you know, in the same with, you know, someone like Mike, that's how he's going to do it and most likely be more comfortable receiving encouragement. But how much greater is it when it's from a voice and in a medium that isn't our natural default? Right. Right? It's almost a little bit like that you believe so much in his strengths mm-hmm. that you're willing to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's fascinating to me that we don't. Yeah. That we don't do this as a second language because it, it does come so natural to me. But also, I take the risk and I am vulnerable because people will think it's not authentic. And that's a huge risk that comes with woo for me is that it will be perceived that it's just fake. Um, Mm -hmm. Back to your, your friends and you do, you have great ones. There was an article last week's Maria Shriver about how, I mean, literally how tight friendships, good friendships Mm -hmm. so affect your well-being. I mean, it's startling the research around it. And I, I did pin it to a discussion topic for us, but I was thinking about, I came back from Florida, a better version of me. Yeah. And I laughed so hard. I laugh in a way that I just, I, I don't yeah. laugh any other time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sunday when we got together, Sherry and I were starting to tell a story about the trip. And our daughters are just, they're completely checked out as if I don't care what you old ladies did. Ooh. Okay, have they seen your karaoke video I though? Did. I'm sorry. I did show the karaoke video. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Lauren told me that outfit was so bad that it looked like something I would have dressed her in to match her with me when she was four years old. So I did, I did show the video, but the funny part is, um, the girls are kind of checked out and Sherry starts laughing and Sherry is not quick to laugh. 
Mm-hmm. So again, the scale of friendship. Yep. And I think all of us have friends. I mean, think about your friend group and think about the personalities that you bring. You yeah. can either base it on The Office. You can base it on, <laughs> I don't know Friends characters very well. You can base it on Golden Girls. You can base it on a lot of different sitcoms. To, but there's, everybody has a friend group <laughs> yep. like this. So Katie laughs even when it's not laughable. She just walks in the room and ha-ha laughs. But not ha-ha, but just is jovial laughing. Yep. It doesn't take much to get me going, but Sherry rarely laughs. And if you can get her to really laugh, I mean, it's it's yeah. gold. I work for that. Mm-hmm. My friend Amy Harris, if you get Amy Harris laughing, if it's a real laugh, I mean, like you've made her laugh, she will start snorting and then coughing, <laughs> yeah. like really hard coughing. Oh and gosh. once you do that, you know mm-hmm. you you're that funny. So I did growth mindset for a group of foster parents on... Um, at Lauren's, at KVC's conference on Saturday mm-hmm. and started out with the group. They had told me I'm one of the um, three breakout sessions. So I'm thinking, okay, how many will I have? They said, oh, probably around 80. I said, okay. So I get there. I watch um, the luncheon presentation, which is fantastic panel of um, kids, um, kids who have aged out of foster care talking about mm-hmm. diversity and the need for diversity and cultural awareness yeah. in foster care. Second, presenter that I watched was Abby, um, who talked about mental health and it was fantastic Mm -hmm. to, um, witness her as a speaker. And then I'm getting set up for mine. And as I'm getting set up, I'm noticing, you know, there are quite a few people in the room, but soon there's like a lot of people coming in the room and I'm thinking, Oh yeah, they're really (laughs) excited to see me. It turns out the other presenter was not there. And so I, the room next to me, all the people from the room next to me came over and my session was on growth mindset. And I will tell you, Tess, I killed it. I was, I was as funny as I have ever been totally just, but mostly because I didn't have her many slides Yeah, and I was just kind of rolling with it. Cassandra, who's um, in charge of it, comes over to me and she said, Hey, sorry, all of these people were supposed to be at the other session, but the presenter isn't there. And I was thinking later, maybe I would wish she wouldn't have told me that. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, I said, thank you all for being here. I get done. You know, I, I do a lot of, some people might call it self-deprecation, but mm-hmm. I own my mistakes in the growth mindset breakout. Absolutely. Talk about not being good at yep. crafts, you know, getting tangled yep. in my mm-hmm. in my jewelry, you know, locking <laughs> myself the in the office, <laughs> being locked in the office, <laughs> falling up the stairs, all the things that I do that are just so me that even I laugh at. And it was funny, and the group was great. And at the end, I had this gentleman come up to me, and he said, where did you go um, through training? And I said, like... School of life. Like education. (laughs) And he said, no. He said, I'm really working on being a better public speaker. He said, where did you go for um, public speaking training? And I said, "Uh, right here. I said, it's just practice. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're really good at it. And mm-hmm. I started to make an excuse mm-hmm. or invalidate the compliment, which I'm terrible about. And I stopped and I said, thank you. And I said, here's my card. I would love to give you some ideas. Mm-hmm. Be funny if you can be funny, yeah. but it's okay not to be. And I've learned by trial and error, growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm Absolutely. not always funny. But mm-hmm. as I was presenting and doing this, you know, I'm just sharing some of the things that have been in my life. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And they laughed. And I got home and my biggest celebration to my kids when I was talking to them about this, I said, people thought I was funny. And Lauren just looked at me like, what did you even say? But it's kind of like, yeah. I feel the same way. I work just as hard to get a crowd of 150 to laugh as I do Sherry. Yeah. Because I just, I think my life mission is to help people to be more joyful, be more glad about life, celebrate mm-hmm. more. But sometimes it's hard and sometimes yeah. I have an off day. But when I think about light and I think about choice and I think about purpose and I think about growth mindset we have Mm. to find things to celebrate and finding friendships that help lift us yeah is huge is huge and you know those people Tess and so leaning in on them is good but also saying hey thanks yep is is also critical Mm. so that that well-being piece um I'll add it to our um worth mentioning about friendships um I'm lucky to have a bunch of them. Yeah. And I think half of our listeners are our are, friends. Are those people. <laughs> Actually, we're just speaking, preach to the choir right now. I was trying to find the, um, and maybe I'll go to my messages. You sent me this. The Enneagram? No. Um, oh, no. The post was taken down. What? Um, Morgan Harper Collins. Or Morgan. Hope? Yeah. Um, on Hope, Harper Nichols. Why um, she took down that post. Shoot. Um, there was one line. I wrote it in my journal. I'm so glad I did um, because it's no longer on her feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, at the end, it was all about hope. And so you had sent it to me, which is a moment of encouragement always whenever you send me a post. I'm usually around my word of the year, which I appreciate. And But at the end, she said, like, the the last line was even the smallest sliver of light is enough to fill a darkened room. And I think that that really resonated with me. I wrote down almost her whole message in my journal um, to keep it. and But it was like that line that stuck out. Um, and I think that, that that's, that's what encouragement can be. So something as simple as this man coming up to you and asking where you went to school. It might not have been a direct <laughs> source of a compliment, but mm-hmm. it turned into um, mm-hmm. a compliment because yeah. of that. But it's something like that, that in these moments of pause and moments of encouragement, I think that helped to inter- intercept the monotony, the day-to-day, mm-hmm. the hard days, the hard seasons, um, and just life in general, right? And so I was really encouraged, and I took a photo of this and wanted to share it, um, of this poster or this kind of word art that Annette has in her home. And it's from, she said, a song by J.J. Heller. And uh, the quote says, you'll find big magic in the mundane, the big picture in a small frame. Everything is sacred when you take time to notice. Big love happens in the small moments. And I just love how simple that was, yet how accurate it is, right? That something as simple as a compliment, a message sending me, you know, something on Instagram, like something as simple as affirming someone in the moment or taking the time to pause and just say how grateful you are for that person in your life um, is truly enough to really shift another person's day, their week, their moments, um, but then also yours as well. I mean, we've talked about on previous episodes how 
in hard times, one of my favorite things to do is to go out of my way over and over again to compliment and affirm other people. And as much as that helps other people, it also helps me, Mm -hmm. right? Because then it forces me to be looking for the good in other people, which is perspective shifting, which is worldview shifting, um, which just shifts the way that I see and respond and interact with the people in my world. And I'm just always grateful for those moments. But you're right. We need to do it more. So when I send you things in my head, I'm thinking at some point you will say, this is really annoying, all the stuff that she sends me. So from my natural strength of input, input. Mm-hmm. every time I see the word hope, I'm like, got to send it, got to <laughs> send it, got to send it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, I'm just doing that naturally. Yeah, It's not even requiring energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And, and phones have made that really powerful. Did you notice this? Yeah. This is a new phone. It's a new one. Okay. So this is... I wondered, it already had the bold font and like... The font was a little is this larger. Bold? So, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was... Oh! And it had your same background, so it must okay. have... There were enough similarities that I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know if it was a new case or a new phone. So, so this is a fun little generational difference. Okay. I... So this is Sean's old phone. Okay. Which I accidentally dropped his phone when we were in Colorado. Okay. Then Sean got a new phone, and this phone remained broken. I recently took it to somewhere, not an Apple place, but like the U-Fix or We-Fix or whatever. U-Break-I-Fix, yep. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, is there anything that can be done with this? And they're like, absolutely. We just need to fix the screen and fix this. And Mm -hmm. so this is now my phone. Okay. So the iPhone 7 that I had is now going to be an iPod for me, but this is now my new phone. Okay. There are huge differences between... The iPhone 7 and an iPhone 10. <laughs> okay. Massive. So I yep. bless Sean and Shanna because they spent most of their Saturday evening helping me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how to switch it over, but there's a, what's it called? SIM card. card. SIM card. And Sean has a tool and he put the my SIM card into this phone mm-hmm. and everything started, you know, showing up and working except for... You don't you don't hit the bottom of the phone. There's no home button. No, yep. there's no home button. So I'm I'm adjusting to this. First thing happens. Okay, it gets better. First thing happens is I get home and I don't know how to call Siri. Hey Siri. Congratulations. Thank you, Siri. Never mind. So I did not <laughs> You're so know. This I did, also, he's British. I did oh, not know stupid. that. I didn't know that you could just say the name and that would happen. Also, I sent my children more texts and made more, more phone calls to them over the weekend. I didn't know how to screenshot. So finally, Sean on Sunday night said, "Mom, Google it, please. <laughs> just stop." <laughs> I didn't know how to do a screenshot. I, I just didn't know how to run it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I think we all should probably need to practice the adjustment to something new all the time. All the time. At least mm-hmm. every once. I'd had that iPhone 7 for, oh my gosh, a long time. Mm-hmm. I think we should all have to get some kind of new equipment, whether it be navigating a different vehicle, um, navigating a different computer 
or different software or a different way that we, I don't know, brush your teeth with your left hand, whatever. But this <laughs> threw me off so much that I had to slow down. Yeah. And really stop and recognize mm-hmm. I didn't know how to run it. So I couldn't just do the quick finds of everything. Yeah. I'm still lear- learning about this thing. <laughs> And as we speak, <laughs> Sean said, why do you have to so dramatically <laughs> swipe. Know, swipe? He said, why do you have to do that? But I'm still learning about it. And mm-hmm. I think what I've found is in those moments, it causes me, you know, it prompts me to slow down, mm-hmm. but it gives me a little bit of joy yeah. because it reminds me I can still learn something. Mm-hmm. And the iPhone 7 that I'm now using for an iPod when I run, I tried to swipe it this morning. <laughs> That's how malleable your brain is. Yeah, absolutely. That you can that quickly shift a behavior. So I started thinking about if that is the case, that my brain is that malleable, that I can switch a behavior that easily. And this kind of goes back to the one-second habit. Once Mm -hmm. you do a push-up, then it's two. Changing a habit. It's in my mindset. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. I can decide, okay, I want to shift. Let's make a shift. It's like upgrading your phone. You're going to adapt, but you have to choose to make the shift. Mm-hmm. And I was really hesitant to switch the phone over. That happened in New Year's Eve weekend. Mm. And I just got this now. What is it, yeah. March? Mm. So it took a little bit for me to be willing yeah. to make that change. Choice. And I'm glad I did because mm. it's reminded me that this is an okay. Third time's the charm. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it, this is an okay thing, but it also felt very mm-hmm. safe that everything was the same on it. Yeah. I didn't notice that I still had bolded font. Yeah, it's very bold. <laughs> um, I just went for my eye exam, and my eyes are better than they were last time, except for the readers. <laughs> okay, so if we want to encourage people to encourage people, Make a shift. They have to make the choice to do it. Upgrade yeah. your phone. Upgrade your phone. Upgrade your attitude. Upgrade your life. Yeah. It, it's really an upgrade of attitude, but it really is hard. And I'm speaking in a very hypocritical tone when I say that we should do that because it doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. I get stuck. What's one place you can encourage people this week? Either one person that comes to mind, one way you want to encourage someone what you want to look for in other people. I try to do this at work as often as I can. Um, When I notice, I try to lift up. But I think one of the things that I could do better is um, thinking about how I lift the people that I don't know as well. Mm -hmm. So I do have the ease socially of approaching anyone mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel vulnerable to me. Mm-hmm. So I could actually I kind of did this last night. I <laughs> I bought well, I bought a six pack of beer. Let's just say it. I bought a six pack of beer and I left <laughs> it in the cart and forgot about it. And and went oh, and no. and it was over an hour later before I realized it. And I thought, oh where did I leave it? And I went back to my car and it's not in the car and I'm thinking, where did I leave it? And I thought, I left it in IB in there. <laughs> so I left it in the car. I called back. I called there and I said, 
hey, my name is such and such. Well, my name is Allison. <laughs> and I left. Uh, oh, yes, you did. I said, I am so sorry. She said, it's not a problem. Um, if you're coming right away to get it, it's here. Otherwise, you know, just check in with me when you get there. So when I check in with her, I said, I am so sorry. I said, what a dumb move. And she said, oh, it's fine. She said, it's no big deal. She said, just go get it and then check through with me as you're leaving. And as I left, I said, thank you for being so nice about this. And she said, oh, it's my job. And I said, no, thank you. Because I would have probably let me have it. I mean, well, yeah. leaving I, it in the cart. Yeah, that is a very irresponsible move. And then just to leave it behind, it's already been paid for. It's in the where the carts are. Can you edit that out? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. <laughs> High level of mm-hmm. irresponsibility there. But I could do a better job with that. Even if I'm yeah. noticing someone doing their job well. But you did that. Right. You did. But I could do that even more. Even more. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, give yourself grace. You naturally encourage people. As you said, you're naturally a cheerleader. My mentee was telling me how mean people are when they come through the drive-thru. Hmm. That's her part-time gig, and she was talking about how mean people are. Yeah. And she said, I can't hear you. She said, sometimes people, I can't hear them. Yeah. Or sometimes they get mad because every McDonald's is different. So breakfast all day is based on the McDonald's. Some breakfast all day does not include hash hash browns all day. Some breakfast all day does not include the egg McMuffin all day. So she was explaining to me that people get mad. And she said, they're not very nice. And I said, I am sorry to hear that. I will do better. Mm. So I think I could notice and encourage everyone. That's a lofty goal, though, to notice and encourage everyone. Yeah. I have a belief that we can do anything for a short amount of time. I'm not going to win the world record of doing a plank for 48 hours like that guy did recently, but I can plank for a minute. Yeah. And it will really pain me because I don't like planking. <laughs> but if I had to, I could probably even do it for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I can run, probably not for 14 miles, but I can run for three. Mm-hmm. I believe that all of us can do. Something that really pushes us for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So we could... So I would say yes, but I would challenge and encourage you. It's like when I quit sugar. It was terrible. (laughs) But that encouragement is, and what we would hope, anyone listening, it wouldn't just be a short amount of time. That you say, this week I'm just going to encourage everyone that I can in every context, right? That really what we found is living from a strengths-based perspective, an asset-based perspective, means shifting how we view the world, mm-hmm. like perpetually, indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean encouraging everyone all the time or making this mass, right? It reminds me even like, so this is why I'm challenging you because I know that you can take it and I can. maybe I'll rebuttal, but it almost is like... New Year's Day, I'm going to all of a sudden eat no sugar at all and I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to read 50 books. And, you know, it's like people that make all these lofty goals and then you don't end up doing any of them. Right. So, like, what is, you know, that's where kind of my question came from is in in the best of all worlds, right, we would encourage everyone at every opportunity that we had because everyone needs encouragement. But what is, like, one one space, one place, or one person that comes to mind? So if you say, I want to encourage 
every clerk that I pass through when I go to the grocery store or when I go to the the clerks. Right. Just do that, right? And like start there. What's a practical But I don't feel like this is hard for me. Okay. So So that's why I feel like you're challenging um you what would be hard for me is someone who it's I think that it would be a good challenge for me to encourage to encourage people that are more challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah. People you don't agree with. People that you... <clears throat> you're sandpaper people. Mm-hmm. Like you want to... Um, will you explain that yeah. metaphor? So um, it was from a um, youth pastor at my church several years ago. He gave this message about... And not he wasn't my youth pastor. I was beyond youth at that point. Just okay. so you know. <laughs> but he was the youth pastor at my church. And he shared a message during communion one Sunday and he talked about how when you rub two pieces of sandpaper together it is the worst sound the worst feeling mm-hmm. and kind of just it's like nails on a chalkboard and there are those people in our life who when we rub up against them it's like rubbing two pieces of sandpaper together and I think it's because you have very different strengths so I talk about we talk about the people at the top of our annoying list right um yep. and those are for us the sandpaper people right the yep. people that have fundamentally different outlooks on life or different talent themes different ways they naturally function um so they naturally rub up against us um and um yeah so I think when when I think about yeah way to challenge you right you are naturally an encourager but it oftentimes more readily comes in a place where it's easy to encourage where it comes top of mind so this is basically giving us the same challenge that we give to students yep think about the people at the top of your annoying list and if for just one day could you look at them for everything that is right about them Mm -hmm. And then taking it a step further, because that's where we end with students, right? Just for one day, think about what's right with them. But then the step of bringing it to encouragement and to affirmation is to vocalize it in some way, to name it, to say, this is what I see in you, to write them a note, to send them an email, to give them a compliment verbally, to share about them on social media and affirm them in a public space. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to take it to another level, not just in viewing other people people at the top of our annoying list are sandpaper people from a strengths-based perspective but then activating on that okay are we reporting back or is this just an experiment you know me i always need data (laughs) so i think we should report back and that's what i love about this context right is that now we have built-in accountability great okay so i think for me i think the sandpaper people is definitely a, a space that I need to be encouraging as well. But I think for me, I think you're better at that than you than you realize. I think that comes more naturally to me because of my strengths background. Um, I think the people that I need to activate the encouragement on are the strangers, are the people that I don't. Because in the end, like usually when I'm going through the checkout line, I have my AirPods in and I'm listening to an audiobook. 
so I don't ever really have a conversation with the people that I interact with. I know your woo is like hurting. Woo is 22 for me. Let's remember. I'm not good meeting new people. <laughs> um, let's remember that. <laughs> I have a lot of social anxiety um, but or social awkwardness, not social anxiety. But um, I'm fascinated I'm <laughs> by all people. And when I they know. start to use their voice, you yeah. just never know what you're going yeah. to learn from them. I know, which is wonderful. And I, I love that in, so like in a context of like getting to go to Alma and hear and, mm-hmm. and sit with the stories of people there and Emma Cook, like I love that and I can do that, but I had a very clear purpose and intention for why I was in that space, a very clear goal of what success looked like being in that space. But I think like a grocery store, um, somebody that I you know so I I'm that person and this is a generational perspective too that wants things as automated as possible so Costco came out with self-checkout lines and they installed them like two weeks ago and it was my favorite thing in the world (laughs) because then I didn't have to interact with anybody Um, (laughs) but there's I think a lot of people in my in my place that don't have as high woo or that are and we get so caught up in our own worlds. And for me, it's just, I just get caught up in my own head so much that I don't take the time and space to acknowledge other people, which is why this is my challenge to myself um, in terms of trying to keep each other Good. accountable for Good. encouraging is to, as awkward as I may feel, breaking the space um, between me and another person to have conversation or to get to know them a little bit, that that's what I want to do in order to affirm them. And I think that's... Also, maybe generationally, but also I think back to, you know, why we exist. And in the age of constant connection, there are higher rates of loneliness than there Mm -hmm. have ever been. And what a mentor does when they show up and they listen. Yeah. I shared with you before we got on the podcast that I had over an hour with Haley this week. And honestly, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered if I was running late for something else because so rarely does she not look at the clock like what time is it I need to go and she Mm. was just talking Mm. and I think that that face-to-face interaction Mm. is a gift to both parties I think about um Roseanne's book grief and gratitude and Mm -hmm. she tells the story of um it was it it was during a time when there was a lot of illness in the church and um, the pastor said, you know, maybe avoid the hugs or the passing of the peace. And um, one of their older um, congregation members said, that's the, that's the only human touch that I get. Oh. You know, that's it. And I think sometimes when I'm standing in the grocery store line, I'm just thinking, does this person need just to have a dialogue. Are they having a dialogue with someone else? And I truly believe that we have no idea how we're lifting other people up. Lauren shared a story the other day. She was having a terrible day and she, she went to a home visit and they weren't home. She went to another visit and they weren't home, but somebody saw her and said, miss, you look very nice today. And she (laughs) said, I got in the car and she said, I'm over two on visits, but I got a compliment. Yeah. You know, it, that people probably don't even think about that lifts. Mm-hmm. And I hope that everybody who listens to this and takes the time to reach out and tell us, that's what that mm-hmm. does for me. Yeah. I mean, that every time it's it's a huge mm-hmm. lift. Um, oh, we got a great message from Dan Kincaid this past week yes. on our last episode and Sarah always reaching out. Oh, And so I, um, I was in awe of 
I mean, Katie sent me a text and she said, I just listened to the last Jen and Millie. It was like I was back in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So even to know that, I hope that there's something that people hear from our voices and our willingness to be vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. and say we don't have this whole (laughs) strength-based perspective perfect Mm -hmm. yet. Um, never will we, but that we're still practicing this Mm -hmm. and that we still take the time to think about how we can encourage others. Yeah. It's meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'd kind of leave it at that. Like how can you encourage other people? Especially right now. Especially right now. Yeah. There's a lot of fear going around, a lot of anxiety. And so I think we all, yeah, we all need some encouragement. And thanks for the cat towel. It does make always. me feel safe. I, I hate to say that. I try. You know, I try, <laughs> Normally cats don't make me feel safe, but this cat, this cat. They don't uh, make me feel safe either. Beach that, towel does. It does not make me feel safe, so I'm glad it makes you feel safe. <laughs> it brings back bad memories of childhood. No. <laughs> Was childhood. this your beach towel? We had we had lots of beach towels. It was Were one they of them. all this graphically? Uh, designed yes but not hunter green with bright cats on them (laughs) ours didn't ever have the depiction of anything other than patterns oh ours always yeah ours had lots of characters i grew up in the you have a powder puff girls printed on your towel and uh you have spider-man sheets and like all of those things you know but they don't look like this now you don't find graphics now now, do you is it mostly just patterns gosh i have no idea i don't remember the last time i bought a beach towel (laughs) side note (laughs) but i think that's uh, our kind of space for follow-up this week is what is one simple concrete either space a person maybe in your life you feel like needs encouragement um a place that needs encouragement that you can look for people um, or a way in which you can encourage if you naturally tend to be an encourager one-on-one could you push yourself to do more public encouragement or vice versa I also would love to hear from people what's a visual that gives them makes them feel good or safe oh okay it, that so, like, visual can be anything <laughs> okay <laughs> I think that's a good thing for us to yeah. focus on right now too what's yeah. what's what something makes you feel safe um, whether it's a space or a visual or some kind of a comfort. I'm not saying that this is a comfort, but it, <laughs> would, it does make me feel safe when I come in and I see you here, my, our little recording stickers on the door. This is our makeshift studio, and it makes no. me feel like good things are going to happen in yeah. this container. That's good. I like that. All righty. Well, think about a few of those things, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for tuning into episode 62 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, if you'd like to interact with us and share your responses, your feedback on some of the things that we posed, uh, the questions and activations we posed in this episode, the best way to reach us is to follow us on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively that of Allison Horn and Tess Starman and may not reflect the views of Teammates Mentoring Program. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.